Say Something, a video podcast so you can listen and watch. It's like sports talk or news talk, but it's life talk to help us walk the road together. I'm Kay, and thanks for joining me and a few of my friends as we contemplate societal issues and ideas, searching for truth so that together we can say something encouraging to folks walking alongside. On today's show, Kat Armstrong joins Erin Schreier and I to chat about encouraging women to embrace and engage in their areas of purpose and gifting. It can be challenging to be yourself and to figure out where and how to use your gifts navigating the waters for women in the workplace and at home to be able to encourage each other and daughters, granddaughters, nieces, sisters, and so much more. Thanks for joining the conversation. Here we go. So welcome back to the Say Something Show. And this is my sweet friend, Kat Armstrong. Kat Armstrong is a leader, speaker, and writer. Her undergraduate degree in business from Texas A&M University and a master's degree from Dallas Theological Seminary have given Kat a platform and foundation for establishing and growing several entrepreneurial endeavors, including serving as the executive director of Polished. Kat and her husband, Aaron, the lead pastor of Dallas Bible Church, reside in Dallas with their four-year-old son, Caleb. Find Kat at katarmstrong.com or on Instagram and Twitter. And so here we are in the Providence carpool line, and <laughs> because God bless Jack, we'll have to get into the car. So we're going to try and finish before Jack gets into the car. So anyway, Kat has written a great book, and it is called No More No More Holding Back, okay? And it's available on Amazon and local bookstores, really bookstores. I just went to my Barnes & Noble right by my house. Really? And there were, literally Aww. there was someone in the aisle holding the book, uh, uh-uh. thinking uh-uh. about buying it. How and fun I, is I, that? Did you, did I, you die? I did die. I, I literally crept up and I was like, I really don't do this. I'm about uh-uh, to go uh-uh. meet my friend Kay. I just wanted to say you should definitely buy this book. And then she was like, wait a minute. Hold hold on a second. <laughs> so we ended up there taking you a picture are. and everything. Oh, it was fun. Wild. I was just going to ask. It was wild. <laughs> okay, that is so fun. That's crazy. All right. Writing a book is a bit of a bear, isn't it? I had to rewrite mine three times. Oh, cat. Oh, wow. Three times. Yeah, my, my writing skills are like below average. So I really had to work. I ended up getting a coach for the third round. Not That was it. I needed a coach. Okay, I love that hmm. because I think, and that's that goes with the theme of your book, actually. Because it's you sit there and go, I think for women especially, there's a whole lot of I'm not enough or maybe tripped up by comparison. There's just so many icky mis-messaging that quite frankly we give ourselves and so share a little bit about what what um, compelled you to write a book and I love that you got over the hurdles um, to be able to do it by the grace of God and I had a really good team you know I mean they were super patient so I have to say that I have a really good team you know I wrote the book because it can be really challenging to be yourself and to use your gifts that you've been given by God. When you're a woman, sometimes it's a little difficult to tricky to navigate those waters. Like where where is it? Where is it appropriate? Where's the line? How strong is too strong? That was something that I was really dealing with. That's a great one. How strong is too strong? I think a lot of women wonder, you know, if you've got maybe um, maybe you're a justice seeker or you're a super passionate speaker or Um, thinking of some C-level executive women that are, you know, working these jobs where they're in the boardroom. And then we are trying to incorporate our faith in every area of our life. And we're thinking, okay, so where, where do I use my gifts and talents? And is there any place I shouldn't? And could I go too far knowing Jesus? That was, that was my story. I really spent a lot of time at Dallas Theological Seminary, spent eight years getting a two-year degree. (laughs) 
just as shy under a decade. <laughs> but P.S. They only give you eight years, so you you have to go. Okay. So by the that end, they were like, so you, funny. you gotta it's, go. It's over. You yeah, like go. it's time. But I think there, I started to realize that um, the greatest commandment, you know, to love God with your heart, soul, mind, and strength. I had really gendered it. This was my issue. I had made heart and soul um, a woman, women's work, and I had made mm. mind and strength men's work. And I was struggling because here I was in seminary trying to apply my mind. Yeah. And I was wondering, is this even okay? And what if I learn more than someone else? Or I, I was confused. So I spent a lot of time just looking at the scriptures mm -hmm. and the women in the Bible, but I would call her sheroes of the faith. Mm, I love, I love that, that sheroes. Yeah, and how they, they should inform um, how much room we make for women. Because there was room for leaders like Deborah, and there were room for leaders like Phoebe. And so I joke all the time, if we love our New Testaments, we have a lot of women to thank. Because they were there, building the early church, alongside their brothers in Christ. And so I think anyone who reads the book is going to feel like, yes, let's do this. In a good way. <laughs> and even for your daughters, because I think it can be a challenge just knowing where people fit in this day and age. And... Um, and I, it's like the women throughout the Bible, because I love that you put Deborah in there, because it's such uh, there's women peppered throughout Scripture, men and women. Mm -hmm. And I love the term Azer, which yeah. um, mm -hmm. really talks about the strength and the coming alongside strength and what that looks like. Yeah, I had a whole chapter in the book about Azer. Yes, mm -hmm. I listed I out all 21 times that it's used. Okay, let's and circle back then. Let's define Azer since you've done yeah. it. Mm -hmm. what, let, let's hear what you've added. Well, I'm okay. indebted to Carolyn Custis James. She's the oh, one who yeah. introduced me to the concept. Um, and Do she, you know her? Have you read no. any of her books? Yeah, great books. She's really good. <laughs> She's my favorite. I love you, Carolyn. When Life and Beliefs Collide is really good. Um, Half the Church is really good. Maelstrom is real. All of her books are good. But she talks, she introduced me to this concept. There's mm -hmm. a Hebrew word in the Old Testament, you know, in Genesis when God creates man and woman. And he says, it's not good for man to be alone. I need to create a helper suitable for him. And so Carolyn just did a deep dive in yeah. Old Testament word study of what is that word helper? What does it mean? And mm -hmm. it's used 21 times in the Old Testament. 16 of those times, it's used of God himself. It's describing God. And in all of those contexts, it's a it's a military context. Yes. So there's a battle happening. Mm -hmm. And so Carolyn says, you know, maybe we could better translate that word warrior. At the very least, strong helper. Mm -hmm. And so yes. I think a lot of women find a connection to that. And strong doesn't have to mean you have a title or a position of authority. Maybe you're at home invested in your family mm -hmm. and you're like, I kind of run this joint <laughs> Monday through Friday. And I'm trying to figure out how I can best help the people in my life. So I do a whole chapter called how much is too, too much to handle is mm -hmm. the title of the chapter in trying to make room for women who feel like they're, they're strong in the Lord. So how, how do you, or I hope you address in the book because uh, I need it. <laughs> when you when you have somebody who has a strong personality, loves the Lord, possibly even knows their gifts, how does how does a woman find that balance between being a strong helper and not being an over controller, which yeah. I can sometimes be. Absolutely, me too. Yeah, I mean, I think if you look at the fruit of the spirit, and that becomes our litmus test. So we can't blame a strong personality or um, 
a knowledge base on bad behavior, you know, Mm -hmm. so it doesn't give us a license to be unbridled in our words or unkind to others or domineering in our behavior. Those aren't becoming of just Christ followers in general. It doesn't matter if you're male or female, young or old. And so I think, but if you filter through, is this loving, is this joyful, is this peaceful? And is, Mm -hmm. are my behaviors cultivating those things or am I taking joy away from Mm -hmm. others and exasperating others? And so I think, for a strong woman, if she can go back to that passage of the fruit of the spirit in Galatians and go, is my behavior lining up with this? Then I think once you've done that, then you can move to, okay, I am strong in these areas. And am I holding anything back from God? And so that's why I titled it no more holding back because I think I was really timid and concerned that I would overstep some boundary. Mm -hmm. And really what it came down to is I was resisting teaching the word of God to women and um, voicing my opinion at church when they asked for it, you know, mm-hmm. so it wasn't, it wasn't like I was trying to cross a, a line. I was just trying to figure out, is it okay for me to say anything now? Should I raise my hand? Yeah. What have you seen like with women is something that actually stops them from that actually is one of the holding back things. I think probably the number one thing that's coming out of the book is chapter two is called, I don't have a lot to offer. And it seems like that's that's so true, really resonating with people. And so I I walk through, um, you know, in Mark chapter 12, when the the great commandment is given, Jesus says to love God with our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And he prioritizes that above everything else. Mm -hmm. And then just a few verses later, he points to a penniless widow who's offering a little bit into the offering box. And he uses her as like the picture of discipleship and says, you know what? He tells the disciples, look at that widow. And he's, they would have known. I mean, she wasn't valuable in her society. Mm -hmm. She was a vulnerable gender. She had nothing to offer. She didn't even have money to put in there. She puts in two little coins and Jesus says, you know what? Her offering means more to me than even some of the surplus that some of the rich folks have been putting in. And I think it's supposed to be a lesson on if we don't have, if our heart is troubled or broken, if our soul is troubled, we don't feel connected to God, if our mind is confused about the scriptures, um, if we feel like we're really weak, um, we're suffering physically, we still have something to give back to God. And I think he's trying to do that in Mark chapter 12. I think he's saying, give me your all. And then he points to the woman as if to say, even if it's not very much. Yeah. And so that chapter is about, I think that holds women back from participating in building the kingdom, being invested in church, getting into the scriptures. I think we do that because we think, well, maybe when I have more time, more money, more mm-hmm. education, maybe when I'm not so brokenhearted. And I think God's just saying, you know what? Give me what you have, yeah. even if it's just a little. And I think we unfortunately equate the word a lot with everything. And giving God our everything doesn't mean it has to be a lot. Maybe it's just a tiny little bit, but we still give him everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love part of this, your subtitle here, emboldening women to move past barriers, see their worth, and serve God everywhere. This this concept of seeing their worth being tied to women, I, I feel like there are so many great books about this because it's such an it's issue. It's so important. Why do you think women have such a hard time with this? I don't know. We're so hard on ourselves. And then we're so hard on each other. Um, I don't think society does us any favors either. If it's not airbrushed or fine-tuned or brushed up or touched up. I mean, we work so hard to present our very best selves 
and then we're so critical of ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's like the recipe for disaster to feel as if we're not yeah. valued. And it's, it is so pervasive and it's starting so young. I think if women, if we just took a, a real inventory of the way Jesus values women in the scriptures, it's revolutionary for anyone who's studying it for the first time to go, Oh my goodness. He gave them a voice. He gave them presence. He let them learn. He elevated their, their status. I mean, this, this guy was so for women valued them so much and wanted them a part of kingdom building felt, felt as though they were absolutely critical mission critical. Like we mm. couldn't do it without them. Um, I think what's unfortunate is because we spend so much time on our phones, that informs more of our perception of value for women than the scriptures do. And it's just a reality we have to work through. When you sit in all of these, don't hold back, what would be like your top one or two where you could go, if you put anything on your mind today, think about this and see it and encourage it in somebody else. I mean, I would always want to talk about Mary Magdalene. I mean, I'm just obsessed with her, so I keep going back to John chapter 20. That would be my number one, is go and take a look at the messenger for Jesus is risen from the dead. You know, that Mm -hmm. that critical moment in the early church's history after Jesus has died, and now he's risen from the dead. And the first person who gets to see him, the first eyewitness, is a woman, and she was healed from seven demons. You know, so you just wonder, like, what kind of joy it brought Jesus to to heal her physically so she could literally run to the upper room and tell her brothers and then what would it what joy it brought to feel heal her mentally if she had had any sort of handicaps from um, the seven demons and to deliver the most important message we've ever heard that Jesus is alive and so I think for anyone struggling with value anyone thinking about not holding back from Jesus it's to go back to some of these um, sheroes of the Bible and say you know how, how did God use Mary Magdalene what was she like oh she didn't have it all together she had just been healed and the guys didn't even believe her when she got there they had to go see for themselves so even if our peers aren't believing us about jesus we still go back to you know being faithful with that testimony that jesus is alive so that'd be my number one go read john chapter 20 look at mary magdalene and then i think probably the second i would say is just to to write down if you feel um are you loving god with your heart Are you loving God with your soul? Are you loving God with your mind? Are you loving God with your strength? And almost take an inventory of, do I gravitate towards some of these? You know, am I really using my strength in the Lord? Am I really using my mind to know him? Where do we kind of like gravitate? And it just feels like really natural. And then to focus on, okay, maybe the other two, maybe one or two, I need to spend some time there and ask God, why am I not loving him in this area? What is keeping me from just being all in for Jesus? What does it look like to love the Lord with your strength? Frame that up for me. I ended up looking up every single time the word strength was used in the Bible. It's a lot. And in the New Testament, it usually refers to the strength of the Lord. So it's not like a personality type. It's not like you're buff and, you know, you're doing CrossFit. It's more so you have the fortitude to face evil. To, I mean, to really stand your ground when you feel tempted or overwhelmed or broken and um, when you feel persecuted, that you're able to stand firm in the Lord. And so it, it really isn't about physical strength or even mental mental strength. It's about the spiritual, um, I don't know, the spiritual ability to stand firm. Yeah. And um yeah, a lot of it had to do with the, the armor of God, you know, when he says to suit up and to yes. stand firm. And so there are a lot of imperatives in the New Testament 
to be strong. And um, so it's, it would be a shift, you know, for someone who feels like, well, I just, I just got a sassy personality and it's just how I am. I mean, that's not, doesn't give us right. permission to behave like that. And on the flip side, it, it's not saying that women always have to be passive or quiet, um, never seen or invisible, but rather do we have like the internal strength from the power of God himself to really stand firm when things are hard? So I think that would be loving God with all your strength even thinking of his strength and the wisdom that comes with that. And wisdom is the fact that like even bringing up the sassy that would be like, you know, <laughs> and the wisdom that comes with the full strength is probably all, so much of the gifts of the, the gifts of the spirit, just mm -hmm. even the patience, mm -hmm. you know, the kindness. Yeah. I'm really thinking about those things, mm -hmm. which is an interesting thing to do back to school. I mean, I feel like I had, I'm not joking. I feel like I had multiple t opportunities this morning, like mm -hmm. even to hold my tongue and to possibly not participate in a conversation, which I'm not saying I did it, but I could, you know what I mean? It's just yeah. like, we have these opportunities um, that can be so better used building others up. Yeah. Um, including ourselves. I, I have one that just fights with this beating mm -hmm. themselves up. Mm -hmm. And um, mm -hmm. it's such a, it's just so hard. And I think women are so prone to that, to thinking mm -hmm. less of themselves. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think we've seen study after study that yeah. shows that. Yeah, it's not less about yourself. It's less of yourself, yes, which right. I think is just a sort of a, a yeah. perverted pride. Which yeah. I think is, is one more reason why it's just, it's so important, I think, for women to gather. Just in person, oh gathering together. Yeah, just so like that we can call out human. the great mm -hmm. awesomeness in each other that, mm -hmm. that we forget or that we push aside or that we minimize. Mm -hmm. Um, God's given us all gifts and if we can see them in each other and and help encourage them I think it helps I know it helps me hundred percent well like I said I knew I was gonna see Kay today I was like I'm I just know I'm gonna be lifted up you could text me and you could say the same thing or I could look you in the eye such a big difference and give it you a hug a and then the words just they fall into your soul in a different way when you're in someone's mm -hmm. presence and when yes. you're doing life with them and I think that's something that we they say that we feel more connected than ever before, but more alone than ever before. Right. You know, and so I've heard that too. Loneliness is not that you're not connected; it's just that you feel alone in it. That mm -hmm. there's no one doing life with you, and you have to show up to be able to receive those encouragements. Okay, so this book, No Holding Back, it's just it's it's <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying that as you can see from Cat, like. You just, um, you just live out loud and I love that about you. And, um, I love, I love that you're, you think through things and you're smart, even though it took you eight years. <laughs> so long. <laughs> it took me so, so Okay. Long. I just love that it could. I mean, that's just, I mean, freedom. I, I just plotted along. I know, I just I think that's awesome because I think. I think for so many women to look at this and go, oh gosh, well, oh. she's a published author. Oh That's gosh, what we well, all do. well, I'm not worthy to even be around her. I don't have that. Or, um, gosh, she, she made it through seminary. I could never, I, I think even just to hear, okay, it took three rewrites and, and a coach yeah. and to get through seminary, it took eight years yeah. and it was probably really difficult. And you really obviously difficult. had a lot of yeah. challenges for whatever reasons. Yeah. I, I think it's great to, to mm -hmm. express that to other people, to show that vulnerability, mm -hmm. because even though we look perfect, which you really oh, do I look curled my close to perfect. Today. I really, I really <laughs> tried. I just held it down. Anyway, we make it through this stuff. And I think what I love about Kat's book 
is that when you aren't holding back, you actually fully live the day. Yes. yes. And and so let's do that together. You can. It's worth it. Mm-hmm. And what I hear you saying is that every single person, mm-hmm. every person mm-hmm. has something to give. Mm-hmm. And you're actually happiest when you're giving it. Without a doubt. I mean, you get outside of your head and not you're not just thinking, should I, should I, what, what should I, what if, what, what if, oh, but I, you know, all of that goes away and you just think, you know, whatever I have, you can have it, God, whatever it is today, yesterday looked different than today, whatever I have, it's yours. So the shoulds take a back seat. Yeah. And encourage our, our friends too, mm-hmm. not oh, to hold man. back and not to should. Yeah, that's good. Some, so, Cause sometimes I, I do it without even thinking, right? Mm-hmm. You and do then what? when I've got to, you hold back, I'll hold back or I'll should something. Cause it's just so, it just flows. And then it's always so great to just have a girlfriend next to me. He says, Aaron, do you stop it? Yeah. Okay. But I think it's key to, to add too that when you say don't hold back, it's not like you're saying, barrel and force yourself forward for sure okay and so please hear that this is a message of don't hold back what you have to give that's That's right right. yeah whatever god whatever gifts god has given you however you can contribute to the body of christ just go all in for jesus you know don't wait until the next season when the kids are a certain age or when you finish your degree or when you go back to work or when you decide to stay home or mm-hmm. we, we put all of these because we know, could do that forever truly well, well, well actually we'll never you can arrive. yeah i mean you'll just never get to a season when you have right. a surplus of time and money and education and you know you feel wonderful about everything in the bible i mean we're just are just everything about yourself <laughs> we're just not going to get there no we're not going to get there and the time is a the essence you know I talk a lot about in the book just um, we when we spend so much time thinking about ourselves and then we we lose the mission of God mm-hmm. you know like that this yeah. is we're not playing games and I don't want to get all serious but you know I mean this is the front lines need to be filled with women who are ready to be on their knees and pushing back darkness and building the kingdom and we won't have time to do that if all we're doing is thinking about ourselves or mm-hmm. thinking about what other people think about us. Amen. It's a good word. For sure. Okay, here comes my little guy. Aww. Look at him. Is he not hilarious? He's so cute. <laughs> and he's like, why did you park so far? He knows exactly what we're doing. Oh. <laughs> yeah, look at him. He's, look like, at him. he's oh, like, oh, man. <laughs> No, you stay here. And we just want to thank you for coming. And we want to say to everyone out there, go say something today. Encouraging to yourself and to the person next to you. Yes. And so thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. It's just so fun. fun. Hi, Jack. How was your day? A very special thanks to Kat Armstrong. We hope you had as much fun as we did. Connect with Kat at katarmstrong.com or at katarmstrong1 on Instagram and Twitter. And be sure to check out Kat's new book, No More Holding Back. And thank you. Want to stay connected? Visit saysomethingshow.com and sign up to our mailing list. Or be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, or listen on Apple Podcasts. See you next time on Say Something. Say Something.